Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show. Glad to have you here. Two quick factor follow-ups on some stories we've been following at The Guy Benson Show. Number one, a dude actually did agree to get that giant subway tattoo to get subs for life. Remember, it had to be 12 inches, I think 12 by 12, and a man named James Kunz went and got it, and it is green and yellow and black and enormous across his back. It says Subway Series 2022 with the logo, and I guess that will now entitle him to a lifetime of free Subway sandwiches, but that will be on his body forever. So congratulations, question mark. Meanwhile, the Powerball number, the big mega millions, whatever they're calling it, there is a winner. And all we know publicly is that it was sold, the ticket, a single ticket that was the winner of the whole jackpot, was sold in Illinois at a Speedway gas station. And further details are unknown. But our hypothetical conversation on the show last week, what would you do, I guess after taxes, with over $1 billion? Seven, eight hundred million dollars. That is not a hypothetical all of a sudden for someone in Illinois. Congratulations. I would say, number one, get the hell out of Illinois based on their taxes. Just relocate. Save as much of that money as you possibly can. But congratulations and beware the pitfalls of a sudden windfall like that. But that's still pretty exciting. Wyatt bought his ticket. He was in it. He didn't win it. But someone apparently has, and that's all the info that we're going to have, it seems, for a while. I saw one headline saying we might not ever know the identity of the winner. And if that were me, I would definitely not want my identity to be known. I'd want that to be as private and locked down as possible. Finally, this is related to another topic that we were on last week during the home stretch. Fox Business has a story. Headline this, Career Challenge. Should you stay in touch with your job while you're on vacation? And because we went long with Senator Toomey, we don't have time to get into all of this. But, oh, believe me, we will. Tomorrow, the next day, perhaps, producer Christine is back from vacation. And I think it's safe to say we know her position on this question. Should you stay in touch with your job while on vacation? And the answer from Christine is no. Because even when we asked her for a very short vacation update during home stretches, which Wyatt has participated in, Christine booked him for that not long ago. When it was her turn, just nothing. Got nothing back, not available, mama's on a boat or whatever, multiple days. So now she's allegedly back from vacation, although we haven't heard from her today. Christine, are you even there? Or are you on a boat? I am back, and I'm ready to go, Guy Benson. Okay. Well, I would like you to think about your excuses for why you snubbed us 
We were thinking about going Kim Strassel on you last week and calling you at like three o'clock in the morning, quote by accident, not realizing what the time zone was in New Hampshire, even though it's the same time zone we're in. But you were just a hard no, could not be bothered. And we will have to press you on that in due course, perhaps tomorrow. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I just want to let you know one thing. I did not get a tattoo because I decided I'm waiting for the Benson retreat. I want to do it with my best friends. Well, we were going to ask you about the tattoo, actually. And now I guess that drama is over. You didn't get the tattoo. Let's maybe have that conversation separately as well. We're up on the clock anyway, but we've got a packed agenda for the upcoming home stretches because there's a lot to get to with producer Christine, who is at least technically back on the job after a week of vacation in which she was very much not in touch with her quote-unquote best friends here at The Guy Benson Show. Back here tomorrow on the program, 3 to 6 Eastern. We will talk to you then. In the meantime, have a great night, and thank you for listening. Home stretch. Guy Benson Show. Thanks for being here. GuyBensonShow.com. Podcast is always free. I'll be on Fox Business Network coming up in the next hour, the evening edit. Hope to see you there. Well, because of our interview with Senator Ernst, we have a limited home stretch today, just like we had a limited one yesterday. because we had Pat Toomey here, another senator. We have another prominent senator tomorrow in this part of the five o'clock hour. It's almost as if producer Christine, who insists this is the only time they can do it, the only time they can do these interviews. It's almost as if producer Christine does not want to have an extended grilling about her vacation about her tattoo decision, and certainly about her decision to snub multiple days this program. With Quiet White just trying to fill in and fill her shoes for a couple of days, wanted producer Christine to give us a vacation update. Quick phoner. That's all we asked. In fact, she asked that of him when he was at Disney recently, and he obliged. But producer Christine just, you know, couldn't be bothered. She got her special Backstreet Boys birthday gift. She got to meet the Backstreet Boys, best friends ever, best birthday ever, and then just uh, MIA for a week, even for the smallest little favor. And, you know, I don't really take it that personally, but I think Wyatt takes it very personally. So, Christine, I know that you are back on the job here and apparently scheduling long interviews leading into the home stretch so you don't have to talk about this and justify yourself. For more than, you know, a few seconds here, this is the Fox business story we were talking about yesterday, how much you should interact with work when you're on vacation. And obviously you are making your position here crystal clear. And I want to know how much of this decision supposedly being out on a boat every day, you couldn't possibly make a phone call for three or four minutes. How much of that is a personal attack against Wyatt on your part? Oh my gosh, why? There, there's no attack against YY just because I forced him to call into the show when he was just waiting on a line to get to the Pirates of the Caribbean is not my fault that he caved and did it. I was on a boat. There was, what, what did you want me to do? Tell my brother-in-law, pull the boat over? So, you know, get into this bay or dock the boat so I could call in? I don't think that they would have taken too kindly to that. Now, if I was on land, I definitely would have called in and given mm. some updates. So hang on. You were on this boat, is what I'm hearing, from all day, 1 p.m. until 6 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Thanks. Mm. Yeah, that was that's exactly it. We were on the boat mm -hmm. all day. It was, you know, like a morning to night uh, boat days because the weather wasn't so great up there. So the days that we had beautiful weather, it just happened to be the days Wyatt had asked me to join the show. I can't, you know, I'm not a magician. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I didn't and are want you, to. And are you saying that you had no cell service at all out on the boat on this lake in New Hampshire? Ah. Just There's like a little dead zone right around that lake? <laughs> I just didn't know exactly where we would be, what we would be doing. Was I just going to mm. be searching for Chris Sununu the whole time? I didn't know. So I didn't want to, you know, make a promise that I couldn't keep. I think you guys were totally fine without me. Um, I do think it's actually good to take a break from work. You know, like take the full week. Because to be per perfectly honest, like the last day of vacation everybody was grumbling and you know oh god i gotta get back to work oh it's our last day and i hand to god i swear i was so excited i'm like guys i'm actually excited to go back to work i love my job i work with my best friends i mean i don't yeah. have that oh it's, it's just time just to go back not to work. excited enough to even answer a phone call for three or four minutes what would you do if i told you that each and every time you snubbed wide and said no when he was practically begging, very politely begging for you to come on, what would you do if I told you that he was reduced to tears, just crying, <laughs> sobbing every time you said no? Does that make you feel any worse? Because many people are saying that's what happened. I wouldn't believe you for a second. Uh, I think I just wouldn't no. believe it. I think well, why, I guess why you, is... Maybe, maybe you haven't met Weeping Wyatt yet, but you, <laughs> you made that. You made a new nickname for Wyatt based on your cruel and unusual refusals, making his job so much more stressful because you know me, I was demanding. I was like, get this. You always say, oh, it's so hard to get people when they're on vacation. And here we are, just like producer Christine pulling a Carl Rove here. And it's just, it's gone in your file. It's in the binder. I saw Wyatt was making multiple annotations in your file throughout the week. And I'm just saying, be aware. All right. Last word quickly, Christine. Um, I can turn this around on you. How come you were in New York the whole time that I was gone? Seems a little fishy to me. The one well, week wasn't I'm fishy gone. At all. Yeah, no, I scheduled it so that I could go there and avoid you. Right? <laughs> I'm very open about this. I'm not trying to like sneak around and camouflage my motives. That's like, oh, Christine's gone that week. I need to be in New York for almost an entire week. Let's just make those two things overlap so I can have a pleasant, stress-free experience without producer Christine. And it worked out great for me, but not so great for Wyatt, who was really broken up over the whole thing. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I apologize to Wyatt. I will make it up to him by going to the next party he's throwing. So looking forward to that. Well, watch out, Wyatt, because she'll say, yes, she's coming, and then she just won't show up. And good luck getting an invite to anything that she ever does. That's, just, that's not a thing that really happens with Cookie. Wyatt is – actually, he is sobbing again. We have triggered him. I'm looking through the glass, and he is – inconsolable right now and the show's over i have to go in there and like give him a hug if that's allowed from hr because look at what you've done again christine i hope you're happy i hope you're satisfied uh i'm glad you had a good vacation it's good to have you back and there's still much more guy benson show to come this week including senate republican leader mitch mcconnell on the show right here in studio tomorrow you do not want to miss that we will talk to you then have a great night Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show on this Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. GuyBensonShow.com podcast is always free.
Well, I want to talk about food here in a moment. But first, one unresolved issue from producer Christine's vacation. We addressed a little bit yesterday her repeated snubbing of Wyatt, trying to get her on the show. She was supposedly on a boat, weeping Wyatt, reduced to tears, all of that. But, Christine, another thing that we had talked about before the vacation was you were openly toying with the idea of getting a tattoo while on vacation, and you indicated that, no, you ended up not following through. Why? And are you shocked by that? They didn't follow through? I'm not. Although sometimes you follow through with your worst ideas. So I was sort of thinking you might do it. Like selling my daughter's child home? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what, did did it just like not present itself, the opportunity? Did you have second thoughts about the idea in general? No, I, I did not have second thoughts, but uh, my entire family, Bobby's side of the family, just really didn't want me to do this. Which is funny because they all have tattoos. So I don't oh. understand. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Wait, has- so, so what are they doing? Like, what's, what's like the uh, Papa Don't Preach situation going on here? Like, if they all have their tattoos and they're urging you not to get one- are they saying we regret all of our tattoos? Was no. It like a personal cautionary tale? So, so I don't no, get they, it. What's the problem? Lo- I love, my sister-in-law has one on her foot that I love so much. Uh, Bobby has a full sleeve. Um, my father-in-law has a whole bunch. Um, they felt that I'm just not the person to have a tattoo. And they felt all of them equally said to me that they think that uh, I would regret it. Bobby has said in the past that I'm not one to... Um, hold on to things permanently. He's always joking around that he's surprised he's still around. But I I, I still feel strongly about this. So I Well, you're like you're a fad girl. You get bored of things, you get obsessed with things and then discard them quickly. Yes. Yes, but I think I know what I'm getting into with the tattoo. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly where I want it. So I've decided, drum roll please, I've decided to wait, and I'm going to get my first tattoo on the next Benson retreat with my best friends. In other words, you're not going to get a tattoo. Why am I not invited to the next Benson retreat? Oh, I, no, um, also, I would I mean, like to rename it to the Cookie and Benson retreat. No, no, I think the thing is we were going to invite you on the retreat, but you were on a boat, and you just you couldn't get texts or calls or whatever, so it just sort of got lost in the shuffle. Sorry. But I, I am sort of fascinated that a family filled with tattoos, like their bodies are all inked up, urging you not because they don't like their own tattoos, but urging you not to get one because it's not your place or you're not the type of person they envision having one. Which is... I just don't really get that. I don't, I don't either follow. because I don't even know what kind of girl I am. So how would they know? <laughs> huh. I, I just... Do you... Could you see me with a tattoo? Yes. Something tasteful. Very colorful. No. no, I would say I'm actually surprised you don't have tattoos already and that they are not very distasteful is the wrong word, but gaudy, maybe. <gasps> what? Like sort of in the style of your home decor for holiday design, I like similar type of thing. I I just want a pair of angel wings. Um, I have two places that I thought about, like just on my shoulder or maybe just like right on my wrist, but just something very tasteful. And they you said it's one wing, one angel wing for your for your father who passed away when you were young and the other angel wing for carousel. Don't do it. 
Well, it's a pair of wings, right? So it's not just a tribute to I'm one. I'm not honoring carousel on my body, okay? I well, didn't like the pony. That would be know. my artistic interpretation. No, it wouldn't. Of this, yeah. And maybe if you do it on the Benson Retreat, if we do this after all, and you come along and you go to the local tattoo parlor, I could, like, I could like slip the tattoo artist like a 20 and be like, add a little pony. Just like a little <laughs> pony right there. Or like R-I-P-C, and we all know what that means. Maybe that's not a bad idea. So will you go with me? Or are you going to send Wyatt? I think I might send Wyatt with instructions and cash. <laughs> like, Wyatt, don't you dare come back without an accomplished mission. I think this is going to happen. We'll, we'll talk about it once we get the cookie and Benson retreat, you know, the time, the, the on place, the, the date, okay. on the books. Um, obviously, I'm not hosting it, but it's still my name should lead it, I feel. Oh, I mean, you're definitely not hosting it. If you were hosting something, we would not be invited because that's typically how that goes. No rebuttal. No response there from Cookie. She knows. She knows what's up. Wyatt is just chuckling over here across the glass. Well, the story that we wanted to get to, the original plan, I kind of went rogue here, was to talk about this New York Times story about how the big in flavor this year, this summer, 2022's hottest trend is pickle. From pizza to dip to chips and popcorn, pickle is summer's big flavor. And I just want to say, as a big fan of pickles, dill pickles, chilled, what's the brand that I love? Clawson, I think is what it's called, with that green top. I love pickles with burgers, with sandwiches, with barbecue. I am totally on board. I like the bread and butter pickles less, but I'll still eat them. They just enhance a whole, especially lunch experience. That's like a sandwich is so much better with a crisp pickle, preferably at least two skewers. Anyway, I'm not sure I want pickle-flavored things. I don't need pickles on my pizza. I would be open to a pickle-flavored dip. Chips, not necessary. Popcorn, not necessary. Again, it's like the opposite for me and coffee. I don't like to drink coffee, but I like coffee-flavored things. I like to eat pickles, but I don't think I want pickle-flavored things. And, Christine, we were talking about this earlier on the call, and you took the opportunity to remind all of us of one of the very odd eating habits that you have, which caused another round of revulsion from Wyatt and Dan, who were just roasting you. You're obsessed with pickle juice and pouring it on stuff, right? Yes, and this wasn't even just a pregnancy, you know, a craving. This was something I've been doing since I was young. I take the pickle jar with the juice. I get a nice bowl of, like, you know, the ridges, the chips. I pour the juice all over the chips. Dan! And I let it sit, like, soak up, and then That's I disgusting. eat it. Oh, it's delicious. We've, to- we've, we've delicious. talked about this before. This is not the first time you've confessed this on the air. But how can I just let it slide? The good part of a potato chip is the crisp. And if you douse it in any kind of liquid, it gets, like, pulpy and disgusting and wet. It's like it's like a flaccid potato chip tasting like pickle. That's disgusting. 
I, I have a pl- I have a way that I do it that the chip is soggy from the pickle juice yet crispy oh. at the same time. So it's it's the direction of how you pour. You know, each chip has to have a little pickle juice. Not the whole chip needs to have pickle juice. I feel like I've gone on no. way too long about this now. Just eat pickles with your potato chips. Don't pour the juice on. And then you said you love the juice so much that you actually dry out the pickles themselves because you use up the juice before the pickles are consumed, which is also the wrong way to do it. I feel like at least wait until the pickles are gone and then use the juice for your disgusting, unnatural purposes. I have uh, one last confession. Mm, Boy. I also drink pickle juice just straight, like I pour a shot of it, after a night of some Heavy's Mama's Juice because it's Uh, a— People do that. Yeah, it's a People do that, or they also— Hair of the dog, do you ever do pickle juice with booze to sort of recover the next day? Because pickle shots are a thing. Believe it or not, I've never—I don't do hair of the dog. I just— if I'm done with alcohol and I don't feel good the next day, I'm not about to put more into my body. Shocker. Hmm. Well, I, I would not encourage you to change that approach in your life. I think there's enough problems. But maybe not even as hair of the dog. Like, on the night out, would you consider a pickle juice shot with some vodka or vodka, as you would call it? Consider it. It's been done. Yes. Oh, it has been. All right, so you've had pickle shots. That, that's the point. Just not the next day during Mama's hangover. I don't like to call it. I'm 41. I don't like to say I have hangovers anymore. Oh, it's a hangover. When I just oh, it's absolutely a hangover. And they get off. worse as you get older. I tell this me actually, about it. Yeah, like it helps me be a more responsible person because my body's like, no, you can't do that anymore. Maybe when you were 21, 22, 23, yeah. A couple nights in a row, go out, carouse, all the things. Now it's like maybe one night a week and you're, we're done here. Because that's what happens when you get old and, you know, you, of course, are much older than I am. So I can only imagine that it must be more intense on your end. I mean, that's what I'm hearing here. I'm still working at it. All right. We got to run back here tomorrow for the Guy Benson Show. It'll be Thursday already. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will talk to you then. Have a great night. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show. Almost Friday. I'll be doing the Friday edition of the program from Tennessee. Nashville tomorrow. We'll be in town for a wedding. Looking forward to that. But for now, it's our final segment. And I remind you, you can listen to all of our segments for free on demand on our podcast. If you missed anything today, GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, wherever you get your podcast. It's the entire show each and every day. Follow us on social at Guy Benson Show. And I look down at my rundown, which is prepared daily by producer Christine when she's here. And I see that our topic for the home stretch is called Let's Play Cookie Roulette. Guy gets to pick between two stories he hasn't heard yet. Two crazy stories, she adds. Option one, Cookie's latest get rich scheme. Option two, Cookie's adventure in Times Square last night. I shudder at both of these topics. And then door number three, I guess, is both. Let's go with both. Christine, what happened in Times Square? Did it involve a plush costume, hot dog or otherwise? No, but it did involve some sort of character. Um, Do you remember, do you recall our home stretch last night where we spoke about me possibly getting a tattoo? Yes. And do you remember what I wanted 
like why I wanted the tattoo. You wanted angel wings uh, to honor your deceased father and your tragically deceased former pony, I believe. No, definitely not about the pony. But yeah, we'll go with, with the father angle. I Wait, that, you told me that, right? I'm not making that up. I never said I was honoring Carousel. You told no, me no, that. No, no, but no, no, no. You you did tell us about your dad, though. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm like, I did not make that no, up. I no. may have embellished the Carousel thing a little bit because it'd be one angel's wing for each. But okay, I, just for the record for the audience, I did not make up that you wanted a tattoo to honor your father. That is a thing that you told us. Okay, now I'm getting worried. What happened in Times Square? So, well, first, I had... Uh, the show was ending, and I had opened my phone, and I was looking at um, somebody's Instagram that I follow, and just randomly, she was playing some Instagram game where you, like, tell her what to post, and she posts a picture if she could find it, and it it was a picture of her wrist with angel wings on it, and it's it said, your first tattoo. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. We just ended the show, and I just spoke about that, but okay, like, you know, I believe in signs. That's strange, but Okay. I'm walking through Times Square. Hang on, just just to clarify what you just said. You said you believe in signs, mm-hmm. not science. I, I believe in science as well, but I believe in mm. signs. Signs. From okay, above. so this might have been a sign mm-hmm. on your phone. Okay, so then you're walking to the bus. Mm-hmm. And I am cutting through Times Square to get to Port Authority. And I have my headphones in. But I'm not listening to music. My head lately has been on a swivel because I am terrified I'm going to get stabbed in the back right now. Um, we can talk about that another day. So I'm, another crazy story to add this to the list on what? Cookie Roulette. That's not really crazy because that that could be real. But I hear a woman as I'm walking through say, "Ma'am." I just have to say, if you're worried about getting stabbed in the back, maybe you shouldn't stab people like Weeping Wyatt in the back when he just tries to book you for a five-minute segment. But go on. You hear a woman. You've got your headphones in, but they're playing nothing. Is that like a fake-out? You want people Mm -hmm. to think that you're listening to music, but you're really attuned to your surroundings? 100%. Uh I called Wyatt yesterday. The the criminals. Talking to him about my fear about being stabbed recently. Anyway. I'm walking through, and I hear some woman go, ma'am, ma'am, I need to talk to you, ma'am. And I said, I turned around, I'm like, is that me? Like, there's hundreds of thousands of people here. But I felt like she was speaking to me, but I kept walking. And all of a sudden, I feel someone tap me, and I turn around, and it's this man. And he goes, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. He's like, I don't want to scare you. He's like, some woman over there is trying to get your attention. And I just wanted you to know, because I know you have your headphones in. And I said, okay, thanks. And I turn around, and she's walking towards me, so I walk up to her, and she says to me, she's like, I know you're not going to believe this, but I am a psychic. And she said, I, Dan, see, this is why Bobby and I got into a fight last night. Dan's laughing. And she said to you me. You can't see me because I'm in D.C. and you're in New York, but my head is buried in my hands. As soon as the word psychic. Well, you're going to feel really bad in about two seconds. Am I? Yes. Okay. And she says, have I done a reading for you before? And I said, no, I don't think so. And she goes, well, I have a message from your father. And I said, what? And she said, I have a message from your father. She's like, if you just follow me over to the corner where I'm seated, she's like, I want to give you a reading. And I said, oh, my God. I said, well, I don't know if I believe you. I said, that's very strange that you specifically said my father. But I said, here's the deal. If I walk through tomorrow 
and I, you find me or I find you, I'm going to sit down with you and I'm going to do a reading. And she said, deal, because I have a message for you. So now I'm walking to the bus and I am, all of a sudden I feel physically ill. I feel like something came over me and I'm, I'm starting to like shake. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, should I turn around? Dan, please stop laughing. Um, should I turn around and go back? Like, I really felt like something was telling me, like, this woman was legit. I kept By the way, was, this a fr- was she offering you a freebie out of the goodness of her heart, a very important message? Or was this, come over here and pay me? Well, we didn't get into specifics of money. Oh, I have a guess. I have a guess. And so I get to the bus, and now I'm, like, really freaking out. And my husband comes He's online with me because we both take the bus together sometimes. And we sit down and he goes, oh, God, what's the matter? He's like, your face. And I I tell him the story thinking he's going to be like, we have to get off this bus right now. We have to go find her. He just like burst into laughter. Like just shake, not even realizing that I'm visibly, physically upset thinking, oh, my gosh, is my dad trying to come through to me? Like everything that was so weird the whole day, how we spoke about it. On air, how I saw the angel wings on Instagram, like there are signs everywhere. And did I just miss my opportunity? So I called Wyatt today to tell him the story. And then um, when I was grabbing my lunch, I ran outside and I got cash just in case. Like I'm going to go through again today. And if Dan, you have to stop laughing. Wyatt is also just howling over here. I'm keeping it together out of some respect, but please finish the story. This is why Bobby and I got into a fight last night. Bobby's like, obviously, you're getting scammed. He's like, it was a 50-50 chance. Like, someone sends a message. I'm like, but she said Mm -hmm. my father. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you, Christine. He's like, but this is crazy that you're actually going to do this. And I said, well, if she is there tomorrow, meaning tonight, I'm going through with it. I'm going to sit down in the middle of Times Square and see what she has to say. And if it costs me, like, 10 or 20 bucks, so be it. What if she says something to me that's real? I don't know. Just don't you think that all those things in one day together. Now, wait a second. Hold on. You just said why it's laughing. I told him this story this afternoon and he did not laugh. He said he had chills and that I should definitely share this on air. I thought he he knows good content. He knows good content when he hears it. But he didn't he didn't say it like a joke. He said he had chills and he said he would even call in tomorrow on his day off to follow uh up. Yeah, he's having a dandy time right now, just doubled over with laughter. And that's interesting that he would actually call in on a day off. Imagine doing something like that for the show, Christine. I know that's it's a stretch for some of us. But here's my thing. If all three of your quote-unquote best friends and your husband all think this is ridiculous, does that influence your thinking at all, given what you know about yourself? Like, do a little bit of... Self-awareness and like a little reflection here. This is someone asking you basically for money in Times Square by saying that she has an urgent message from your father. How many people do you think she uses that exact line on on any given day, even within one hour as she tries to make money in Times Square? First of all, before we continue, I'm not going to speak any more about this until you Say something to Dan about the laughing. It has to stop. As the host of the show, I just need to pull rank here, and I just need to say your laughter is appropriate. (laughs) You're right to laugh. 
You are right to laugh at Cookie. All right, Christine, your next thing that you wanted to address. I've been to psychics before. Remember, I just went this past winter when I felt like my life was, you know, not in control and I wasn't sure where my path was going. She never brought up my dead father. So who's to say? Did she even say dead? No. Well, no, but obviously she was really she's like, hey, there's a human being who has two parents. Why don't I say there's a message from one of them? And either they're deceased or they're estranged or they haven't seen each other in a while. There's a good chance one of those things might be true. And she looks like a good mark. Maybe she'll fork over some cash so I can tell her some BS and make some money. Well, first of all, if she had a message and she's a psychic, obviously I understand she's speaking to somebody that has passed. Oh, not necessarily. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. No, it could be someone you haven't spoken to in a while. You're estranged. There's a, a couple different options. But go on. She picked me. I mean, she wasn't. No, and and many, and then, then you walked off and felt physically ill and all the things. And the second you were out of earshot, she ran up to some other person saying, I have a message from your mother. Come over here. Come over to my little box. And uh, do you have cash? I don't take credit cards. That was the next person that she very specially chose. And then the next person. And then the next person. That's the scam. I just want to say one last thing. And then I'm not, I'm done. Because I don't, this was something that really physically and mentally took a toll on me. And you guys, first of all. A lot of things do. You, You take a lot of things very, very dramatically. Yes? No. No. Oh, oh. Fact check. Pants on fire, 18 Pinocchios on fire. Let me just end with this. First of all, I'm really mad at Wyatt right now because he really (laughs) made it seem to me on the phone. He had chills, that it was crazy, that we should definitely talk about this. He's like, oh, wow, Christine, wow, yeah, definitely tell that story. Whoa. Number two, I'm going. If she is in my path tonight, I'm going to sit down and talk to her. Okay, can I make a suggestion? Yes. If it's really meant to be in the stars or whatever, take a different route. Walk a slightly different route through Times Square. And if she finds you, then go ahead and do it and report back. But if it's the exact same time and the exact same spot, there's nothing unique or weird or special or cosmic about that. All right, I could do that. Okay. So the other topic here was your get-rich scheme. Is it to become a fake psychic in Times Square to target people like you? I think you, you might make a lot of money. My energy is just depleted right now. This is a lot. Mm. So, okay. again. Well, let's, let's, hold, let's hold the get-rich scheme conversation for another home stretch. Wyatt, by the way, wants to say something here. Wyatt? Yeah, I just need to break my silence. Um, Christine, I, I will say I was laughing, but I was laughing at just how everyone else was reacting to it. I I do think that there this there could be something there. I think if you meet up with this lady today, you need to ask a few more questions of like confirming that she is talking to your father before you give her any money. And then I also think guys might be right about this as a scam. There's a there's a really good chance oh, that's that's what's going on here. So I think we need to do a Guy Benson show investigation and get a camera crew to follow this person through Times Square and see who else their victims are for this. Okay, let's just, we have to go. 
Christine, if you take a different route and she finds you, then I guess that'll be our home stretch tomorrow. We have to do a factor follow-up on this tomorrow, one way or another. And for now, everyone can stop laughing because the show's over. And we've got to run. Back here tomorrow, same time, same place. Guy Benson Show. Thanks for listening. Home stretch on a Friday on the Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com for the free podcast. Bonus Benson coming up over the weekend, as always. It's always free of charge every day, on demand. And if you're listening on the broadcast, not the podcast, you just heard our bump-in song for this segment, a jam by Lady Gaga, as I will be heading to a Lady Gaga concert in D.C. on Monday, and I am pretty excited about that. I've always liked her music. She's kind of eccentric, obviously. She puts on quite a show from what I hear. She can also really sing and perform. So it will be a spectacle with a lot of talent involved. And I'm in. She's been cranking out hits since I was in college, just after college, I think. When did Just Dance? That was her big breakthrough hit, I think. When did that come out? I feel like I was in college. I might have still been in school. Anyway, that's been a while now. Was Just Dance 2009? Wow. Okay, so that would have been just after I was out of school, so in my early 20s. But it's just been a parade of hits ever since. So I will report back, I guess, on Tuesday. We'll probably talk more about it on Monday, but I digress. It's shameful, actually, that I have spent this much time talking about a topic other than the crucial reveal. So if you missed it yesterday, you can go back, free podcast, GuyBensonShow.com. To the home stretch, this segment yesterday, producer Christine had convinced herself in her mind that through a series of what she calls signs, she was meant to get a psychic reading from a woman, a psychic, who approached her in Times Square claiming to have a message from Christine's late father. And I, of course, uh, was skeptical, to put it lightly, on all of this. I don't believe in any of that stuff. Dan was laughing out loud at Christine. Wyatt was beside himself laughing at Christine, although he tried to pretend that he wasn't. Her husband, Bobby, also laughed at her, so she was pretty mad about this, and she was convinced that there was something to it. She had this visceral, physical reaction. And the deal that I guess she ended up striking with this uh, psychic woman was that if she ran into her again the next day, she would pay for the reading, because obviously this is not just out of the kindness of this person's heart. She's out there, like, you know, hitting the streets for business, going up to random strangers and making vague, general, provocative statements that would apply to many, many people, hoping to draw someone in and extract money from them. And Christine became almost her latest victim, came very close, but she didn't have time at the moment. She said, if I see you again here tomorrow, we'll do it. So Christine, since you believe in signs and fate and all this stuff, and if this is truly a psychic and a soothsayer who can read the future and make mystical things happen, I said, even if you take a slightly different route to your bus through Times Square, if it's meant to be and she has all these powers, she will meet you where you are and deliver this very important message from your father. And I'm just so eager to know whether or not that connection happened yesterday. It did not. And I blame you. Oh, 
What? It didn't happen? It's your fault. I should it not. It is not my fault. It is your fault. If I had gone the right way, I probably would have run into her. But you said go a few blocks out. So I went I went two blocks over, two blocks down, and then two blocks back. And I didn't find her. Isn't that weird? What I think is weird is I shouldn't have listened to you. What would have been, what meant to be would have been is if I walked the same no. path and she was still there. I changed course. What I just did... What I just did was save you money because it's all a racket. And you changed course barely. And your whole, I guess, belief is that this woman has some mystical powers to hear from dead relatives and impart that information to you. If she's got that kind of power, she can probably find you a block away in New York City if it's real. Yes? No, no, I don't. I don't think no. so. I had said I was going to walk by the next day, so I didn't. Maybe she was there waiting for me, and I messed up the whole plan. So today, tonight, right when I leave here, I'm going on the right path, and I will keep you updated if I finally Christine, get my reading. If this person actually had any of the powers that you, I guess, are willing to believe that she might and cough over cash for whatever nonsense this is going to be, would someone with those types of powers have to be, like, accosting strangers in Times Square with these types of attention-getting ploys? Or would people be lining up out her door at her... Park Avenue office overlooking, you know, the, the most beautiful vistas in the city because she is so successful and therefore there's just an overwhelming demand for her talents. Like it's, it's like when you're walking through a neighborhood, maybe you're on vacation somewhere and they've got the guy like with a big sign standing or like a sandwich board sign being like, oh yeah, this restaurant, it's the best food in the city. And you show up and it's basically empty, but Oh, there was a guy out there on the street telling you it's the best. Like, is that where you go? Or you go to the place, or do you prefer to go to the place that has, you know, reservations booked up months in advance because it's fabulous? I just feel like there's a similar lesson here. I have such a good rebuttal, and I don't even know if I've ever been able to be this right over you before. So here we go. A few months ago, I was um, connected with a celebrity psychic, someone that doesn't really reach out. Somebody reached out to me to connect me with this guy. And I came to you. Now, this is someone that has established himself, has really connected with the dead, is pretty famous. You told me then not to give him money. You said $400 was crazy. So what is it? Like, he didn't come to me. I got connected to him because, well, A, I wanted him on the show until you poo-pooed that. And you said, no way. But then when I started... We're not putting quackery on the show. We're not not doing quacks here. You think every single... Oh, you're going to offend some of your audience right now. What about the psychics that listen to our show? What about the mediums that are out there? Well, no, the... Look, the psychics and mediums who listen to the show would already know what I was going to say and would have tuned out for the segment as to avoid the triggering. You know, I just want to say you're not the first boss of mine who... um, rejected all this. I once had a psychic when I was a freshman. Yeah, obviously. 
I once had a psychic when I was a freshman in college. And I told her that I worked at this makeup store in the mall. So she showed up there because I think she wanted free makeup. And my boss left me a note and said, Christine, your psychic came here. She must not be that good because she didn't know you were off. I mean, QED, that's a pretty good note. I give some credit to the store manager on that one. But I love how you think you've got me, and this Did. is a good oh, rebuttal. Totally. It's not a good rebuttal. Why? No, no, you're like, which, which one is it? Which? See, I am being perfectly consistent, and the consistency is this. I am urging you, Christine, not to waste your money on any psychic because it's ridiculous and you are lighting money on fire if you do it. Whether it's $400 with the exclusive celebrity one who's a better grifter or someone who is a much lower level street con artist and it's 20 or 40 bucks. I don't want you losing money either way because you have bills to pay, you have a child to support. I feel like that's where your money should go, not to this kind of I'll just I'll just call it silliness and I'll be I'll be nice about it. Can I do one more rebuttal? You could try. You're saying that why should they charge for their talents? Why do you charge for your talent? You're very talented on the radio. It's not You're... a talent. What do you mean? But I'm not making things up and manipulating people. I'm not engaging in what I honestly view as a form of fraud. I really do because it's not real. But I know some people believe differently. I'm just saying it does not seem like a wise use of your money or time and therefore I am very consistently against you spending money on any of this stuff. So there is no inconsistency or hypocrisy or I support one thing or not the other. It is the same sentiment across the board in this entire matter, in this whole realm of fake mysticism. I just feel like there's an entire community out there um, that I stand with and you are just turning away from. And I'm so glad that I you gave me the chance to finally rebut you and make some really good points. And I just have let one thing to say. I won. Hmm. Well, maybe you're seeing that in the cards. I think most of the rest of us see this very differently and more clearly. But, you know, if, if this is the direction that you're going to go, look, far be it from me to tell you what to do with your money, right? If you want to throw it all away in Ponzi schemes, right, and you'll be destitute, I'll think that's a bad decision, but it's your life, your choice, your money, your family, and your consequences. So let's see if uh, you magically run into this woman in the spot that you said you would meet her. <laughs> it's like, ooh, uh, what are the chances? Um, and if she's able to get you to give some of your hard-earned cash to her to make something up about your father and pull at your heartstrings. And even if it is completely wrong or ridiculous, you will then go through mental gymnastics to try to figure out a reason why it is meaningful on some level or some sort of special sign from wherever. And I don't know. I, I'm not going to proselytize. I'd say, you know, if, if you want to get into the spiritual realm, I think, you know, maybe, maybe church could be a good idea. I'm just, just putting I do that. that out there. Uh, but let me just tell you. Do you? Uh, yeah, not 
every Sunday, but yes, I go to church. Well, when was when was because you're Catholic? What, what what time? When was the last time you were in confession? I'm just curious. Oh, confession. Those have to be some doozies. <laughs> it's been a while. I think right before it's I like, got forgive married. me, Father, for I have sinned. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. How much time do you have? <laughs> Buckle up, Father. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> That's that's all I'm saying. But okay, I guess now we need another update on this on Monday, and we we need to make sure that the psychic saga does not go even longer than the Backstreet Boys saga that we did during home stretches for a while there. But I know Wyatt was very eager. Wyatt is on vacation today, and he's tuning in for this segment because he wants to know what happened. And I will we'll all be you know walking on eggshells at the edge of our seat, waiting for a psychic update from producer Christine on Monday's edition of The Guy Benson Show right here. Thank you for listening. Have a fabulous weekend. We'll talk to you then. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.